Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. Welcome back, everybody. Carlos will not be joining us this week from the looks of it, so it's just the two of us. Well, well, well. We can make it if we try, if we try Corey. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you and I. So, uh, what's going on, man? Uh, How's your week Not been? too much. Give a busy man, just, you know, right? Basically, my my son's birthday, my youngest there, baby Mando, no longer a baby, he's two years old, you know. So it's like also like the anniversary of the Mandalorian in a way. Like I can always remember that now. This you know what I mean? Because uh, of that, yeah, the two year, I'm almost to the day, two year anniversary that Mando dropped on Disney Plus. That's it. So when I came home from the hospital, man, you know, it's like the, one of the first things we did, man. Like, uh, oh, damn was, right, priorities. Yeah, put the kid pretty... down. Put the kid in, in the crib. Take a little dodo. We got some. No, no, no he watched it with us. Like, like <laughs> I, I had him out. Like he was out and about. That that was a cool experience, man. That I'll never forget. So other than that, yeah, we had a busy weekend with that. Like we had the whole family over. You guys came over. Like again, we we don't have we have a quite small house and yeah, we had quite a few people in there. We we managed to cram everyone in. You know, it was fun. We had a good time. No, I wasn't stressed. You know, so that was nice. It's it's a week like this where like I'm I'm glad to have had a couple of days to sort of decompress after after the the latest in Star Wars news if you want to call it that because if we had done this a couple of days ago like to capture initial thoughts coming out of Disney Plus day I I think I would have said some things that I'd regret. <laughs> I probably would have went a little on the uh saltier than crate mean side. Ooh. Yeah, I would have taken a little walk on the dark side. I think if, had I, you know, got right on the mic after Disney Plus Day, I would have. I probably wouldn't have been necessarily uh, on brand, so to so to speak. You know, I never read the novelization, but now that you say that, do you think crate smells like sulfur? No, no, eh? I don't think so. I think it's very very plain smelling. I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um. I did start Queen's Peril this week, though. This is uh, the second book from E.K. Johnston, from uh, you know for her Padme Amidala trilogy of books, and uh, yeah, dry. It's dry. Yeah, it's. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> what? What's what's your problem? You don't like books? I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's fine. Um, like Padme is not the most colorful of characters anyway. She is a little bit dry sometimes, at least in the movies. So the tone is right. Um, I don't say dry to criticize the book in any way. It's it's a it's a good story. They're they're very character driven. They're not plot driven books. I don't think. Although I'm not too deep into it, maybe maybe Queen's Perils is a little different. But uh, it's it sort of irks me in that it's a prequel to the first book, which was set like Phantom Menace period, right? Like right immediately before Phantom Menace. This goes back a little bit before that. And it's like why didn't you just start there? Start with that book and move forward. Come on. Yeah, unless there's some kind of revelation somehow. I don't think... Th- I don't know. I Again, I, I'm really a quarter into it or so. I don't... No, I don't know. It's just... It's it's a weird choice. I don't get it. But, um, yeah, it's a small... It's not a long book. It's only like 250 pages or so. Just gauging on the thickness. So it should not be a long read. It should only take me about three months to finish this one. That, that's, that's that's about how long it should take me to, to chew my way through Queen's Peril. And I know the third book comes out, I think, early next year. 
So yeah, I guess I'm you know I'm in. I'm in, you know two books out of three. I'm gonna have to uh, polish off this this trilogy. But uh, otherwise, I got a I got a cookbook from Star Wars. They sent me sent me one to review, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's it's That's uh, cool. How's that work? I don't know. I don't remember getting in touch with these guys at any point. But it's not the first time they've sent me a book to review. I must have contacted them at some point because they did. They sent me the like, contacted who. <laughs> The Star Wars people? Is that what you said? Well, no, the publishers of, uh, I think it's Insight Editions, uh, DK Publishing, who do Star Wars like reference books, uh, the Visual Dictionary. I think it's what that's what it was. I think it was, uh, they sent me the Visual Dictionary to The Last Jedi. And I think, the hell? Yeah, like four years ago, whatever it was. And I think they even sent me oh, The back, Rise of back Skywalker. Back Tumbling Sabers Prime. <laughs> yeah. Back when I had ambition. <laughs> I could write and talk. I could do two things at once, and now it's I can barely manage one. So, um, oh my house, the halcyon days, man. But yeah, no. So I've, I got this cookbook now, and it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, they did a cute job with it. It's like it's it's a holiday themed Christmas book, like uh, like life day recipes kind of stuff. You would think I would have the title down, uh, but uh, alas, I do not. You know, you know, what I'm gonna check. I'm gonna go to Marie's site, uh, and I know she did. A review as well. She got a copy as well. And I will use the reliable source that Marie is. Yeah, there. Star Wars The Life Day Cookbook. Official holiday recipes from a galaxy far, far away. Nice. So, yeah. And it's written by Jen Fujikawa and Mark Sumerak, who has done a bunch of Star Wars projects before. I recognize that name. And uh, some cool recipes in there. It's like some really freaky sounding things that uh, are just... There no Basically spaghetti. <laughs> no, nothing. There's nothing that I mean. There's a, there's like a stew, like a beef stew kind of thing. Um, Does it come from Dagobah? No, it doesn't. There is there's roast uh, roasted root leaf, which is basically a roast cabbage, which I don't think I'll be doing. Damn, <laughs> roasted cabbage is great. I don't know. I, there's other recipes I want to get to first before this one. Um, yeah, that's the stew. I definitely want to try. There's, there's like a, uh, it could be like a, a Thai rice dish. I definitely want to try. Uh, there's a couple of drinks, a couple of desserts. So I'm gonna try them. I'm gonna do those as the weeks go on, and I'm gonna report back here because I said I would. <laughs> I think people might be interested, and um, I will be happy to to share what I what I know, and what I think of these recipes, and hopefully, hopefully people will be interested to get into the life day spirit as well and make themselves uh, a, a Worsher sap cider. I'm going to definitely get into that one. Hmm. That one sounds delicious. I should have had one like now. Spruce beer with Worcester sauce. No, Worsher sap, like the Wookiee tree. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's apple cider based with, uh, you throw some cinnamon sticks in there and some cloves and you bring it to a, you heat it up, some orange peels in there and, you get a whole thing going. Looks really good. Sounds good. I will definitely try that. I'll report back. You can count on me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's kind of been my week in Star Wars. Um, over to collecting real quick. Uh, there's not too much to talk about, but we did get some more Black Series reveals. Uh, you saw, I sent you the pictures, right? The Death Watch Mandalorian and Ahsoka from, from Mando? No, you didn't. I didn't? Oh, sorry. No. Man. I did. Of course I did. There's no way Maybe. I didn't send you that. I, yeah, yeah, I was in, like, 
midweek. I doubt it. Maybe. <laughs> Check your messages. I bet you it's there. Anyway, it's they're really cool looking figures. Uh, and thank God they're not exclusive. So we should be able to get these really without much of an issue. It might take a while. And you might have to do some digging and be patient. But these should not be terribly difficult to come across. And the Ahsoka looks cool. They both look great. I mean, the Death Watch Mandalorian looks so cool. Oh, yeah. You did send them. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like uh, Fen Rao. Does he? A little. I Fen Rao wasn't blue. Sure he was. Yeah, he was, like, he was gray, wasn't he? Like, oh, there's like a pale, pale blue to Fen Rao and gray. He's a cool <laughs> character. I hope he comes back. Yeah. That dude's rad. And I have two, I have two three, three, three and three quarter Fen Rao's, and I'm very happy about that. I think I said it on Twitter, but every time an Ahsoka figure gets gets noted, like gets dropped, like I feel like I need, to, I'm about to go on a quest, like Indiana Jones, like chasing the, the idol or going after the Ark or <laughs> whatever it is, the Shankara Stone. Like I know that I'm, ge- I'm gonna have to like put my war paint on, and get ready to go to war, to get one of these things. Like every, like it's, it's, the, I think it's the one character. Where if they release a, a figure, either either vintage collection or black series, I'm going to get it. More than any other character. Like, I'm all over it. And I, I love her. She's one of my top five Star Wars characters. Top three, even. But, like, I don't know when, when enough will be enough. Yeah, Maybe that's never. what I was going to say, too, man. I, I have quite a bit of uh, Ahsoka paraphernalia at this point. Yeah, I... Me too. And I, I just keep buying more. I, she, I mean, she's she's unmistakably on fire right now. The last couple of years for Ahsoka have been pretty huge. And there, I, you know, we're, we're up for a couple more years of Ahsoka Tano time. And but you know what? She's in the last twelve years, she has wormed her way into like one of the, being one of the prime characters in Star Wars. And you know, Carlos said it a few weeks ago: like all roads lead to Ahsoka. And they kind of do. <laughs> Everything's about her and uh, these days. Anything that means much runs through Ahsoka. She's like the Gandalf of the, of the GFFA. In a way. In a way. Uh, and I'll take it. I will take as much Ahsoka storytelling as they want to give us. Uh, so lastly, in collecting, Corey, let's check in with the, uh, the HasLab Rancor. Do you remember where we were last week? In terms of backers? Uh, I think it was like 4,000 out of 9,000. We had 4,700 out of 9,000 last week. Like really, like it was 4698 when we recorded last week and it crossed 4,700 as we recorded. So like we were right on the button. And today, I'm going to check right now. I figured we needed, they need to keep a pace of about 100, 110 backers Per day up until about you know a week or so before that that uh, cutoff date to really get close. And right now they're at five thousand one hundred and eighteen backers. Okay, so they're right on track almost. Uh, a number. little behind, a little behind. They're adding about what? That's uh, about 80, 85 backers a day. So they're like fifteen. Uh, Based on my math, <laughs> which, you know, take that with a large crate-sized grain of salt. But uh, to me, they're running a little a little behind. 
this is really not moving that much at all. And to you know to think that they've already revealed their first tier and it's just inching along. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're totally not worried. Maybe they've seen this before over at Haslam. They're like, listen, we'll get there. It's going to be fine if we have to reveal more stuff just to get to that nine thousand target. We'll do it. Yeah. Even even now, the the GI Joe Sky Striker has has pulled way in front of the Rancor. And don't forget, the Rancor was released first of the of the three projects. It was the first one, and it's clearly in last. People love their Joe. Yo, Joe. Although I guess if you reframe it in in terms of the target needed to reach, then the Rancor would be ahead because it's at fifty one eighteen out of nine thousand, while the Sky Striker is at fifty four hundred out of ten thousand. Hmm. So Star Wars from a percentage, the Rancor percentage wise is closer. So come on, Joe backers, where are you? Stand up and be counted. Go get yourself a Sky Striker. <laughs> so all right, so we'll we'll leave it there. It's uh, you know, 22, about three weeks and change away from the cutoff date. So we'll see if the, if the Rancor gets there, man. Is Patissa going to make it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, racing along here, Corey. Um, I, Disney Plus Day. Oh, what about your collecting? You got to give us some collecting update. You didn't buy anything this week? Hell no. No, no, uh, no. No pre-orders, no nothing. I'm just, you know chilling out taking it easy in fact i've gone backwards i i have sold more yeah you were telling me that's awesome yeah so you got you got rid of some good figures yeah i moved out of the last of the black series figures that i was looking to get rid of um yeah they just don't just trying to will it down to to characters that that either you know i don't want something to you well they all kind of mean something to me right but i don't i don't need four boba fets so i moved one um i'm not a huge darth maul guy and i have a great darth maul figure i moved out my other one Uh, i've got what four three different ray figures and i'm not moving those but the, the fourth one that i have i don't need so i moved it so that that's the end of the black series clear out anything left that i sold in black series will be something that like i really like so all the all the uh excess from the all the fat from my collection has been trimmed like all of it uh, so i'm really happy about that and same with my vintage collection it's all gone and if i wanted to sell more from that it's now cutting into the characters that i really so dig you're, you're out of the vintage collection for that's it no i mean i i Remember, I was like, like I'm all in. All I'm all it? in. Like I'm. Yeah, you're. And so I was buying every like all the characters from every wave, and so I'd filled up. You know, like you're, when you go to your office, that you, you get like a box of copier paper. Mm-hmm. And you got like ten stack, ten you know packs of paper in a box. So I had like three boxes of that filled with vintage collection figures. You know, lined up two rows in each box, and I was like. I'm just going to keep accumulating one box after another. What am I doing with these? You know, once upon a time, I had this vision of like a big empty wall and I would just get all of those vintage collection figures up on the wall and it would look so cool. Like all, all those, you know, all that vintage card looking stuff up on the, on my wall, like that would, would be awesome, but I don't have that wall space and I don't know if I wanted to give it all up to that. So I was like, well, 
I guess I'm just going to whittle this end of my collecting down too. Like I'm not buying full waves anymore just to put them in a box and, and shove them in the closet. So, okay, who can I part with and who do I want to keep? And that was a painful exercise. It took me a long time to go through them all. And like, do I want to keep this one? Do I not? Ugh. Like I really, I really had to really rack my brain for some of those f figures. Uh, in the end, if I, if it wasn't like a, a yes immediately to keep it, I sold it. That ended up becoming sort of the mantra. Like if it's a maybe, it's, I'm selling it. And that hmm. made things a lot simpler. So if I was like, ah, I don't know what that sell it. Okay. I'd put it aside, list it. And I was new. Like if I don't get offers for it, then I guess I'll just keep it. But event, but everything's gone. I just got a, a text from a guy on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And he said, I'll take the rest. Cool, man. So we are going to meet later this week. And that will be that. I will be finished selling off my Star Wars stuff. Cool. Maybe you can give me a hand mine. I'll give you a cut. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, I, I was lucky because most of the time I got good buyers. But, you know, when you hit a streak of like two or three flakes, you know, people who like kick your tires and you even like go as far as like setting up a meeting time. And then they just never get back to you to confirm. Those are the types of people that just drive me crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know, you, you agree on a price, you agree on a, a, a time and a date to meet. And they just, that date comes, we still meeting. Hello. <laughs> and you just don't, you don't hear from you're, You don't hear back. They don't message back. They don't even have the courtesy to say, yeah, man, something's come up or, Ah, it's it's the worst. I can't stand people like that. Cannot stand it. Just just say a note. Ghosted. Ghosted, for sure. Just just say a note. Say, listen, man, uh budget got a little tight this week. Um put them feel free to list them again. I'm sorry. <laughs> just just own up to it. I can't stand flaky buyers. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me collecting in a nutshell. There's some things I have my eyes on, but I'm not ever feeling the the pull right now to go pre-order and lock up more space on my credit card you know i just i i can't i gotta i gotta be a little more disciplined in the way in the way i collect right now that's just the way it is and you know yeah. lord knows there's a lot of stuff coming with with all the shows that are going to hit in 2022 and the 40th of return of the jedi coming up i got i gotta be able to hold back a little bit and, and see what's coming for 2022 and just Spending more time, and you know, our, our pals at the Nerd Room do this every year, and I think we'll we'll in early 2022 we'll do it as well, which is sort of lay out our collecting goals uh, for the year, or at least what we intend to do for the year, and that will put sort of a framework. Because I never really go in with a plan, but I think a, a, a loose, even a loose plan, would help sort of keep me organized and on track with what I want to get done, collecting wise for for the year. So yeah, that's kind of that's where I'm at with collecting. And now we go over to the news, Corey. What about my collecting update? Do you have one? Dude, are you kidding me? It's one of the biggest collecting updates of my life. Oh god. Oh, that you're going bad. into comics. Yeah. But I mean I also got some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> but uh, this See, is I don't, crazy, I, man. When I do a collecting update, I don't talk about my comics. I have so many. I, I've, I bought so many comics this year that I've not even spoken about on the show because they weren't Star Wars related. So I just glossed. Out, I didn't even talk about them. 
Ugh, <laughs> I can't pass some of these up. I'm just going to say whatever. I bought Amazing Spider-Man 300. Yes, that's right. Finally got it. It's in my hands. Uh, you know, mid-grade copy, not the mint or anything like that, but still super valuable book. Also got another TMNT number one from 1984. Fourth printing. It's big stuff, man. You going to go after the second? Uh, no, I don't think so. Out of your I range? Third, I, I got the third. La- I said that last week. I got the third printing, which is a really expensive book. But wow, man. I mean, those are holy grails for me. ASM 300. That was a holy grail for me. Uh, I really got lucky there, in my opinion. And I also bought Akira number one, the comic high grade it's a pretty sweet comic then what is it death in the family one through four as well i finally pegged that down like for a decent price and star wars wise i i, I locked down the ahsoka pop for <laughs> ahsoka pop the funko pop for ahsoka of the mat from the mandalorian so that was kind of cool just got i don't know how many pops i have of her now <laughs> what's i just saying put put ahsoka's name on something i'll buy it that's it. You know what's crazy? I think I, I was telling you about this online uh, the other day as well, that these the Black Series three and three quarter figures, you know, at one point they were liquidating these things, like just trying to give them away of like, like three, four, five bucks each, you know? So I think I bought like multiple Ahsokas and now I'm seeing these Ahsokas on eBay for like 60 bucks, the three and three quarter. It's very yeah, strange. That one, that one does pull down a pretty penny. And I also I ended up with like three or four of them. <laughs> Yeah, they were, I don't the, know. The, I don't know why. The honey hole, man, was just like, oh, it's a soaker. Like, it's five bucks. Like, you can't pass this up. It's like one for me, one for you, one for everybody. Well, I saw, somebody was selling one on Virage Sale, which is um, it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a you know secondhand marketplace site, but and I I have no idea if it's a Canadian thing or if, if it's available everywhere. But somebody was selling one like down the street from me for five bucks. So I just sent Ooh. a message. Can I come by today? Pick that up. Yep. Sweet. So I picked that up. At the same time, I picked up a... So there's a, a collecting up. <laughs> you bought another Black Series in the book? No, no. This is like a year ago. Oh. This is a year ago. I just, you know, I saw somebody had listed it a year ago. I was, Can I have that? Can I buy that from you? Sure. So I went right... I just drove over. Took two seconds. And at the same time, at the same purchase, I had bought... Um, you know when Black Series three and three quarters came on card backs? Mm-hmm. Not in like those little boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the silver, like black yeah. Vader whatever so I, I got a bastila shan which is a okay real key That's figure cool. from the old republic it's literally the only old republic thing i own <laughs> hmm. and that I, you know i picked up both of those figures for like 20 bucks so i thought that was a great uh a great pickup from a year ago how about that blast from the past pickup oh telling old tales here <laughs> it's like it's almost as if i'm trying to avoid talking about disney plus day Corey. Yeah, I hear you, man. I'm oh, right there with boy. you to a certain degree. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> the event that Disney Plus Day has come and gone. And you know, I, I was expecting to have all kinds of stuff to talk about this week. But, like, right yeah, off I the I blame hop, you. But you can blame me. You, fine, you can blame me if you want. But it's not like my expectations were unfounded. Star Wars tweeted... You know, this is, I don't know how many times they did it, but it, they did it at least once that, you know, tune into Disney Plus Day, uh, whatever the date was, November 12th, you won't regret it. So it's like, oh, oh man, like, what does that mean? Well, like, what could be in store? And we thought, like, wow, if they gave us the Book of Boba Fett trailer, 
what are they going to give us on Disney Plus Day? This is going to be great. They, That's you know, true. They could they could have held on to that for another what was it two weeks? Yeah, a hundred percent. They could have held on to that. There's no reason for them to have put that out on a Monday. The I think the it's, only it's very strange, very strange. The decision making here is I can't figure it out. And the only the only thing I could think of for why they released it so early is because it's going to get leaked. Yeah, they knew it was about to leak, so they got it got out in front of it and just leaked, put it out themselves. That's all I can think of. But yeah, man, as I was so, and I know I'm not alone, like so disappointed with Disney Plus Day as a Star Wars fan. Like what a letdown. Huge letdown. No footage. I kind of have to agree. Oh man. Like I I really don't want to get too ranty here, but it's been, this has been sort of sitting on my chest for like two days now. Like no news, nothing. Nothing from the galaxy far, far away. Like, at the very least, we could have hoped for, like, release dates. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my big hope, at least release dates. I didn't expect too much footage and whatnot. And again, like, I didn't even know this thing was coming. You're the one who would kind of inform me of it. And I was like, okay, this sounds kind of cool, you know? Like, they got to give us something. Again, with, like, you, you pointed it out well, or painted that picture with them showing Boba Fett. Like, they got to have something to top that, you know, that just... It was like last week. Like they gotta, you know, really knock our socks off now. And oh. yeah, well, I, I went online and uh you know just kind of quickly perused some stuff on the Facebook group, the Tumbling Saber Facebook group and uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot. Tumbleweeds. And yeah, it was it was basically uh, sh- sheer disappointment disappointment across the board. Like I, I really got the gist of it quite quickly of what was going on and there wasn't that much information, like people just like lots of question marks. That's it. Uh, you know, was that it? Like, is that is it over? Like, I don't understand. So I kind of got the gist that there wasn't that much. And <sighs> yeah, when I, an when I got down to it, I mean, even even the Obi-Wan sizzle reel, right? Huh. Like, I didn't. What a gong show even that was. I missed out on it the day that it actually got leaked. And then, you know what? Had it not been leaked, I doubt they, at this point, I don't even know if they would have shown it. Maybe that's our that's our punishment. Someone leaked the Kenobi trailer and we didn't get anything else. So like, no, no. <laughs> I, I backed out. I, I don't know. That was man. Our punishment. That's what they get. They were gonna get so much more. Someone had to leak it. Like I, the thing is, I, I'm trying to rationalize this. I'm trying to figure this out. And like I know like D23 is at the end of this coming week. So maybe a decision was made to sort of pull everything back at the last minute and save it for D23, but even that makes no sense. Like, D23 is not a Star Wars event. It's it's a, it's an everything Disney event. So it's it's Pixar and, and Disney Studios and, and Disney Animation and Marvel and Lucasfilm. They are, a, you know, one piece of that. But Marvel showed a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus Day. Like, they marketed their stuff like crazy. They announced new stuff. They they you know they announced that the the X Men ninety seven show, uh, Spider Man freshman year. Uh, they I think they officially. How cool is that X Men show though, man? Come on, oh, that's gonna be so cool. But yeah, uh, the Echo live action show. They they. I think they finally greenlit that, or you know, unveiled the, the title card for that. And I think there was another live action show that they that they also revealed officially. And it's like. Like, why didn't Lucasfilm follow suit? You know, I I know there's no 
like guarantees in the world, but like I, from a marketing perspective, I I just don't understand this, and it it's it speaks to like the larger uh, frustrations and and concerns that I have with Lucasfilm's marketing in general. Like yeah, they don't understand, they don't know. That's that's but that's become more and more evident to me throughout the years. They they they're just flying by the seat of their pants. Well, I I don't think it's that. At least in this case, when it comes to the big screen stuff, you're right. I don't think they know what to do. And maybe they're slowly figuring it out, but man, are they taking a while to get there in this what case? I think, what, what, what I think they're really doing in the long run is like they're putting, I mean, they got their plans set and all that. So it's hard to, there's been so many projects that swept to the wayside. So many things that have been said that have swept to the wayside and never to be heard of again. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not, it's just not surprising anymore. Well, but the stuff that they could have talked about is stuff for next year. Like Andor, you could have talked about that. Uh, you know, Kenobi, you definitely could have talked about that. You could have done more on Book of Boba Fett. Just you could have you could have done something with Mando season three, even though it's you know if it's still if it's not done filming yet, it will be soon. But you, you've got something. You know, like Lucasfilm, it's almost like they refuse to market the content that they create for a streaming service on the day meant to celebrate that streaming service. Like, yeah, it's very bizarre. It's so bizarre. And you know, when you consider that, you know, a star Wars show, the Mandalorian was the tentpole content they used to launch that service two years ago. Like there's no good reason for them to have tapped out on the event to the degree, degree they did, you know? And, and to be fair, they never spelled out, what we were to expect from this event other than, you know, the, the Boba Fett documentary, which again, even that came out before Disney plus day. I think that came out the day before, you know? So <laughs> like the, the future of star Wars is on Disney plus, at least for the near term. And, and so for them to barely take part in this Disney plus day event, other than, you know, they, so what, I mean, what did they do? They, I think they tweeted that, uh, uh, Kenobi coming 2022. I actually, you know what? I don't even think they did. I'm not even, I, I can't even be sure of what they actually did do. Well, that, that, that's the one thing that get, gives me the, the most trepidation really is the no release dates, the no commitment to anything. It's like, here are the shows that you're going to get eventually. Like, I get that. I don't want to be, you know, uh, mad about that, you know, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I'd like a little more details, you know? Oh, for sure. I don't want to sound I don't want to sound ungrateful either. Like I'm really glad this stuff is coming, but it also concerns me in the sense that I'm like sometimes, you know, you're definitely like this, like give me all the Star Wars content, get like just inject it right into my veins. Whereas I'm sometimes like, you know, I like the distance between certain projects, you know, like if they're one on top of another, sometimes it come could get like lost in the in the humdrum, you know, like melee of, of of every day. Well, like if, if you're somebody who has Disney Plus for Star Wars primarily, and those people do exist, let's not say that, well, come on, anybody watches Star Wars also watches Marvel? Probably, but I bet you there are some people who watch it because of Star Wars. You gave those people nothing. Absolutely nothing. On a day where you told them they wouldn't regret tuning in. And it's true, like we've heard about all this animation stuff in the works and... No, all these other products that we've already been promised too, you know, like nothing on them, which is really, again, just weird. It's baffling. And 
if you want to talk about the Kenobi sizzle reel or whatever it is too, like we'll, we'll get to that. Like let's not we don't have to go there too deep just yet. We'll get to that. But even that, you know, that leaked from a Disney Channel the day before, and then it got pulled down, and then the next on Disney Plus day, they uploaded it again, but on Disney Plus. <laughs> so it's like you didn't put it out there so people with who and, and you know this event is to get it's to get everybody excited it's to get subscribers excited but it's also to get new people in right so it's like here's a kenobi reel that you know fans will obviously be excited to see but people who are on the fence that you maybe you need to lure in you didn't even let them see the video because you put it on disney plus and they don't have some of these people don't have an account like what is that decision making well, I mean, you could always go online and watch it, but I don't think you can. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. Uh, you know, yeah, I I watched it online before I it got pulled go... down, or is it there now, like officially? No, like tonight on YouTube like before the before the show. I went to go watch it on Disney Plus, and I haven't used my Disney Plus this weekend, and it was like first time in like. Well, that's eight what I mean. It's on Disney Plus. You have to be a subscriber to see it. Yeah, but that's the thing. I logged into Disney Plus, and it was like you need to like. There was something wrong. It was like, you need to re-log in, like enter this code from blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this hasn't happened in like eight months or like a year. I was like, you kidding me? I'm like, I don't have time for this. So then I just like went on my phone and like typed that in, you know, like Kenobi sizzle reel. And oh yeah, I saw it. So we'll we'll talk about that in a few minutes because I mean, that's literally really the only thing we could talk about. But even the release date for that, that came out two days prior on the investors call. And it's not even a date. It's just, yeah. That's the that's the other thing too. There was no commitment. No, actually, twenty twenty two. Actually, you know, the, the the release date was was applicable to the Andor show, and even that, the, it's coming out fiscal twenty twenty two. That just means it's coming out from July to September. That's all that means. So thank you for the big three month window on the Andor show, like. What is this? Like, what? Why be so secretive? Yeah, is it just know, because that, you don't know? When's when's the next celebration planned? May of next year. And they, good God, they better not be holding all of this stuff back for that. And uh, yeah, that that could be uh, dangerous. <laughs> well, and, and again, Disney D twenty three is this coming week, and I cannot imagine. Although, you know, I couldn't imagine they've given us as little as they did on Disney Plus Day. But I can't imagine that we would get to, to D23 next week and we still don't know anything or haven't seen anything. I can't imagine. Like, I, I will be absolutely gobsmacked if we're still in the, sa- in the same space now that we, like, in a week from now. I, I'm, I'm just so baffled by the choices that, that they're making. When you look at the marketing of Marvel versus Lucasfilm, like it's it, it's night and day, absolutely night and day. For sure, Marvel is. They've I don't know. Well, and there you know, there was a point when you know if if there was a hierarchy with within Star Wars, and if you looked at it based on like licensing fees, like the Star Wars licensing fee, it is more than the Marvel. I don't know if that's still true, but it used to be true. And because, you know, it's because Disney saw Star Wars as like 
not not a step above, but more almost like more of like the premium sort of franchise. You know, that's that's not a commentary on the storytelling or anything like that. It's just the way that Disney kind of viewed things. That can't be true anymore. It can't be. Like I th- I think in terms of like the younger demographic, I think Star Wars has been lapped by Marvel. If you go into, yeah, into any grade school and ask kids what's got them excited, they'll be they'll talk you talk to you about Cap, they'll talk to you about Iron Man or or Shang-Chi or whatever. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, for sure. How long are you going to wait before they tell they, before they talk about Mandalorian? Maybe not that long, well, but you're yeah. going to get like five mentions of Marvel before one of Star Wars these days, I would imagine. And that is if if Lucasfilm doesn't do something, this it's not a contest, but like if they don't do anything, they're going to keep getting caught by other brands and other franchises. And I understand and I I respect the the decision that they've made to you know, we got to slow down and and find the right rhythm for Star Wars. I I'm fine with that. But when you have a project in the can, market it. Talk about it. Get people excited about it. Don't let days like this happen where people are like, feed us. And you're watching all everybody around you get fed and you're going, my bowl's empty. Like, I'm a, like, I thought we were friends here. You gave me nothing. Yeah, it's true. But again, my hype wasn't so big on this whole Disney Plus thing until... You you brought it up and talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, so I didn't necessarily think that there was much to talk about until we actually discussed it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it does make sense that they would give us more than they did. But again, the, the doc gets full. Like, they could have talked about more. But again, I, don't, I just don't want to seem ungrateful for what what's coming. I just wish we really would have got more clear insight and commitment to certain projects. Well, you know, there, there was a streak of tweets. Uh, as you know, related to the MCU, where they said, you know, this this project coming like coming soon or whatever, Star Wars couldn't even be bothered to do that. Yeah, that, that's one thing I did find strange because you know I was going over the show notes tonight, right? And like I was like, okay, like I'll go right to the source and check what's what, and it had like it all separated between Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, whatever. And I just kept going over it, and there was nothing for Star Wars. It nothing. Was just Kenobi, Co- Kenobi, and something else. There was two projects that I'd seen. And I was like, oh, well, look, so, yeah, so here's a, a you know, a tweet, uh, secret invasion coming soon. Uh, Marvel zombies coming soon. Uh, Agatha, Ironheart, I am Groot, Spider-Man, Echo, what if Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, X-Men 97. Those are all Marvel tweets in a row. And you keep going through the timeline as I'm doing right now. Here's a, one tweet about Kenobi, an original series coming in 2022. Thanks and the making for that. of Boba Fett or whatever. Or... And the, yeah, which we'll talk about maybe next week once we get a chance to sort of absorb that and get into it. But yeah, like there was and, – and even this, like even when they managed to tweet once about Kenobi, they linked to the, the Disney Plus video, but there's no thumbnail, no image. Every Marvel project had like the, uh, the thumbnail of the, like the logo of the show, not Kenobi. Couldn't even be bothered to attach an image. Like the, maybe sometimes it's like maybe they're intimidated or scared by the fans, because I don't know they're not screaming confidence in a lot of. Well, that's it. Like they're not. There's. It seems like there's no confidence. It's it's that or, like it's almost like they they take their standing for granted. 
Yeah, like they want to keep, or or they might think that the secretivity behind it, like you know, well, yeah, everybody adds to the hype. Any brand wants to sort of do things on their own watch. We'll tell you when we're ready, and that's sort of the ethos they run with. Is you know, the arms folded across their chest. We're not ready yet, and it's like, okay, you're not ready yet. Then why are you even talking about Disney Plus Day in social media? You won't regret it. Uh, they said that not me not anybody listening star wars twitter account said turn into disney plus day you won't regret it oh you got that kenobi kenobi sizzle sizzle reel like i got excited and maybe this is the point you know it's sort of like a mandated mothership sort of thing tell everybody tweet this and i got more excited for marvel stuff than star wars stuff on disney day yeah, I won't disagree with you there. There's, there's a full docket there, man. And, it's tough. And I, want that I'm Moon a Knight, big man. Marvel fan to begin with, so it's not like you had to go that far to get me excited. But still, like this is just... They couldn't do the bare minimum. The bare minimum was too much. And maybe again, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll sort of make up for it on Disney Plus Day, but it still won't excuse the, the absence on Disney Plus Day. It's, it won't excuse it. And they can't, if they say that, ah, oh, we weren't prepared, um, there's, I'm sorry, there's there's no what, excuse. did you not get the memo? <laughs> there's no excuse that they can they can trot out there. We, uh, we just didn't have quite enough time to get the footage, footage polished up. BS, you had plenty of time. Sometimes as well, if you think about it, like in a project like Kenobi 2, they really, with the fans, they don't want to give too much away like you give you you show a trailer sometimes and some people can really piece things together quite well sometimes you know fine but you, you didn't have to you didn't have to do anything like the bare minimum would have just been to say a title card <laughs> give us a title card and give us a firm date but you couldn't do that like even after the month coming may 2022 kenobi that well, would have you know been that, at, like something. At least we know we could have then said, okay, here's the order of shows that we're getting. They couldn't bo- no, be bothered to do that. It's it's crazy to me that they just refuse to market their stuff. I don't get it. Remember Solo? They didn't start talking about that until the Super Bowl for a movie that was coming out in May. Like, what are you guys doing? Oh, check it out, guys. Denny's. Oh, they, they dropped the ball on that big time. Right. And that was, a, that was what, 2017? Or 2018, right? That's three years ago. All all, all their projects are up in the air, man. So maybe they're just, you know, keeping all their projects like close to their chest at this point, just because, you know, everything's in flux, you know, everything's moving. uh, Nothing's really, you know, they know they're doing these projects, but they just, you know, things are changing and they don't want to necessarily commit something to disappoint us. You know what I mean? Say, okay, we're doing it in September of 2022. And you know what? Uh, we're actually going to have to wait till November 2022. No, I mean, come on. We're, we got to be past these excuses now. It's got to be, especially with the show in the can. It's just, it's down to post-production now. Are you sure it's done filming? Andor's done filming. And uh, Kenobi's definitely done filming. And Mando is, if it's not finished already filming, it's going to be, it's close. It's close to done. But that might be something we only see in, you know, in early 2023. <sighs> Whatever. You know, I, 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 I did argue with myself. Like, 
really, they don't have to get me excited. I'm going to be there with bells on anyway whenever the, these shows come out. But at the same time, as a paying customer, I would like that if once in a while you would give us something instead of holding everything back. They're obsessed with secrecy. Obsessed with the secrecy. And it's it's ridiculous. And, you know, to a certain degree, I really do like the cer- the secrecy, but at this point, it just seems more like confusion and uncertainty. Well, I mean, with Kenobi, what's the problem? Like, you gave us the biggest deal of the show, which is Kenobi versus Vader. Like, I don't think there's anything in the show that's going to top that. And, and, they, and they've already told us that it's happening a year ago. And that's the other thing. <laughs> when they give us the, uh, the sizzle reel, it's a year old. It's not even new. <laughs> it's just stuff that they showed to investors a year ago that they made public now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of scary, that part. That's cheap, man. That is so cheap. Because yeah, they really didn't, again, when you, if you want to get into it, man, like, we got nothing in that trailer. It wasn't even a trailer. It was a sizzle reel. I get it. But like, there was absolutely nothing. Zero. Like there was him riding some well, creature. Yeah. There was I, a couple and, and you know, of pl- planets, but we don't even know if it's actually from the show. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still like, I'm looking at the Cassian Andor show, which is 16 episodes from, from all reports. It's a big It's a big show. That's going to take them four months to get through if they do it weekly. Nothing. Radio silence. Zero things about it, except for on an investor call the day before. And this is another thing where they might get shot in the foot, man, which is kind of scary as a Star Wars fan because you don't want to see the contact really take a hit, so to speak. But Cassian is no Han Solo, right? He's a beloved character among Star Wars fans. Don't get me wrong. But... You know, your average average Joe Blow doesn't really know much what a fulcrum is or Cassian in and of itself. So, you know, when you look at how people weren't necessarily that interested in Solo as a, as a solo character or holding up a franchise or a show or a movie, now you got Andor and people are like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I'll, I'll, I would say 50% of the people that are watching The Mandalorian currently are going to scratch their heads and say, who the hell is this guy? Or the people that were, you know, new Star Wars fans that have been attracted to Star Wars by the Mandalorian are going to be like, hey, you know, this is the next Star Wars project? Cool, I'm going to take a look. But who is this guy? And, you know, if they don't start pumping those tires... You know nowhere, what they should like, be doing right now is sort of hyping Rogue One 5th anniversary thing and say, go, like, revisit the show. Go back to it. Because you're gonna like it's this is the thing that will help you get primed for the Andor show, which which is coming, you know, six seven months from now. You see his ultimate demise, how it all ends for him. <laughs> Watch how he dies on the beautiful beaches of Scarif. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is it, to me it was an inexcusable absence from from Lucasfilm on Disney Plus Day. Inexcusable and. Look, a week from now, we might be just tripping over ourselves with with trailers and news, and that will be great, but it still won't excuse the total absence. And you know, and, and it was a bad leak for for news sites and outlets and, and scoopers and all that stuff because they they and I I still do believe in, in these sites. They are credible sites, and they had 
information that, yeah, we, this is, we're getting this, this, and that, and nothing happened. Yeah, and like so, I said, they, 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 someone leaked the Obi-Wan footage, and we all got punished. It, it's almost, it, you almost get the sense that Lucasfilm was like, oh yeah, you know what? We're going to reassert ourselves here. We're going to discredit all these new sites by just taking everything off the table so that now nobody believes them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and now, and and they feel like they're back in control of of the news and the rumors and all that stuff. Nobody, nobody can be believed. Just wait. You for want to us. talk about no marketing? I'll show you no marketing. Yeah, it's it's not the first time. I, Nathan and I did a whole episode of Luminous Beings about our concerns on the look, like how they market, and they did nothing this uh, this past friday to to allay those fears or make me feel like they've learned they something a cookbook well it had nothing to do with lucasfilm <laughs> anyway uh like i said the the only news that we did get again was was from an investors call um about andor show fiscal q4 2022 which again is is july september time frame that's when it it'll drop somewhere in those 3 months that's all i know that's all anybody knows <laughs> And they couldn't even tweet that. Corey, they couldn't even tweet that. They don't want you to know. Of course they want us to know. They said it in an investor call, which you could have listened to on the live stream. <laughs> but And they couldn't put that in a tweet? Like, somebody make that make sense. Unless I missed it, in which case, you know, I'll, I'll put on my clown makeup, but good God. Anyway, rant over. Let's move on. This is stupid. <laughs> Lucasfilm screwed up. There's no, there's no, you cannot put lipstick on this pig. Lucasfilm screwed up this weekend. Uh, but I let's, still blame you. Everybody blames me for something, so you may as well hit me for this, Corey. Well, um, I do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> let's talk about this Kenobi sizzle reel. Um, you know, and, and again, the, the thing that Lucasfilm didn't even get that right, <laughs> as that sort of slipped out early. Um, and it's it's a year old footage, uh, but we can't there, we can't talk about it. So it's it's mostly you know Ewan talking about how great it is to be back and Deborah Chow saying this and that. But it's it's stuff that we'd heard reported on at the time in in great detail. Uh, but so now we get to look at it ourselves, and there's some cool a little bit of there's what four or five pieces of really cool concept art. So we can talk about that because <laughs> gonna have some exciting Star Wars content to talk about rather than. A rant. Um, so let's look at that uh, the art, starting with the, the you know the big one, Corey, the showdown of Kenobi versus Vader. How cool does that look? That looks really cool. It looks like the the original poster for Revenge of the Sith, or that was the first or, thing that came to my mind. Is like or Revenge of the Jedi. Sorry, or like, Revenge of the Return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Return of the Jedi. Well, I have the T-shirt of Revenge of the Jedi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like the original title. But uh, yeah, yeah I, looks, I wondered if they were back on Mustafar. Like, geez, a lot of that's a lot of fire again. It's and, very strange, though. I mean, I, I here's here's where I set the bar for myself in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, I accepted that Maul came back. You know, the guy was cut in half, man, and he's kind of become one of my great villains you know I, I absolutely love the character i love what sam Witwer did with him he was great in the clone wars you know the fact that he was in solo i just want to know so much more now but you know this this 
next battle between them if there is one and Ewan really lays into that too like we want to take another swing at it or whatever he said no, you there's know? no doubt there's there's no if they fight again they will there's a <laughs> they they will Luke Kathleen Kennedy herself has said it's the rematch of the century they will fight well it I just hope it puts the, the conversation they have in a new hope into better perspective well yeah and you know that's the thing. I mean, like, I'm all for rewrites. You know, if it's written, it's got to be written properly in the sense that they can accommodate what's said in A New Hope. And that's all there is to it where it's, it makes sense where, you know, Obi-Wan maybe lops off all those limbs in one shot this time. And like, huh, I'm still the master. Like, uh, uh, in your face. <laughs> like, Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the thing that's it has myself and others. Uh, it's like uh, thinking that maybe they're being a little cavalier with that exchange between Kenobi and Vader on the Death Star in A New Hope. And, you know, there was 19 years between those meetings and they're like, mm, we can still chop that in half. And you know, the dialogue still holds up. Fine, whatever. I, I Now that I know what's happening, I can mentally prepare myself for it so I don't complain about it when the show comes out. But you know, I, I was talking to uh, the legendary Kigo um, on the, over the weekend and a, a, a couple of new thoughts came to mind. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to say what I said in the chat. And so I, 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 you know, the, the, the line, you should not have come back. Has that provided Lucasfilm with any rope to play with? You know, like. Mm, interesting. Yeah, you're right. Like you should not have come back. Like where is Kenobi coming back from? Like he's never been to the Death Star. So does Vader oh, just back mean. Back from his hiding. Yeah. Like showing your face in public again. Right. Exactly. He's like, Cody didn't do you good. <laughs> like Cody failed. Yeah. <laughs> Cody messed up. You ever see that 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 meme that's like Palpatine saying like everybody's doing great except Cody? <laughs> I, no, I haven't seen that. It's so good. And then okay, and then the the one that really got my mind racing because if you know if if we think that if we agree and we both kind of came to it that Vader just means no, he's showing it like don't like he coming back means just showing his face in public again. Fine. Or throwing his hat in the battle, you know. Yeah, just get, you know, getting involved again. I can accept that at face value too. But then there's there's a line or a conversation between Luke and Vader in Return of the Jedi where Luke says to on Endor he says come with me. And then Obi-Wan says Obi-Wan or Vader says Obi-Wan once thought as you do. And that line is like for years and years, decades, that line has always sort of lingered to me as weird. Because, like, what, like, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. What, like, how? What is, how did Obi-Wan think as Luke thinks? Like, never heard Obi-Wan try to get Anakin to go anywhere. Like, he never tried to lure him back to the light. Not yeah, He kind of instigated him a bit. <laughs> yeah, he just said, okay, fine, you're dark, let's go, we're going to have to fight. I'm going to do what I must. You know, the, he never begged him to come back. Like, come with me. Ah, well, Obi-Wan once thought like you. No, he didn't. At least not that we know of, unless they're going to give us that sort of line of thinking from Obi-Wan. And I I wonder if, you know, within that line provides some of the thrust of the Kenobi show. And I've got this theory in my head now where Obi-Wan, instead of just being like, all right, I'm going to put this guy down. If he sees it as an opportunity to like, yeah, maybe I can get through to him this time. 
you know, maybe mm. Obi-Wan's having this yeah. internal monologue in the show about like, geez, like, and this is a, a topic oh, I wanted For to sure. talk Ooh. about on this show is, you know, what curveballs is Deborah Chow and the writers going to give us? Because it's not going to be this plow ahead, straight, narrow line from Obi-Wan's there and he gets into trouble. He fights Vader. He goes into hiding or back, you know, and, and he's done with. It's not going to be a straight line. There's going to be some twists in this road. And For sure, man. Well, Obi- Dude, Obi-Wan's probably destroyed, completely guilt riddled that Anakin turns to the dark side definitely probably feels partially responsible for that. You know what I mean? Like when it all boils down to it and the Jedi are all gone, he's all by himself. Like he's got a lot to ponder and think about and it could get quite dark. Well, I, and I thought like my, all my thoughts about this show always went to that exact spot. Like, you know, he's going to be mopey in the desert. Oh, I'm so sad. My friends are all dead. I think we're going to see Kenobi past that. He's processed it all already. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's always had, when we see him, by the time Rebels comes around, his resolve seems to have never wavered and he's stronger than ever. I th- so I, th- I think we'll meet him and it'll be a surprise to us that he will sort of, it'll already seem like he's be like, not that he's over it, but that he's processed it and he accepted what happened. He accepted his role in it and he's accepted this new mission to protect Luke. So I wonder if now that, you know, in the show, he's going to learn that Vader's back. And if he says, oh, geez, like, Things have changed. It's been a decade. I wonder if Obi-Wan has this argument with himself about, would Vader turn back if he knew he had a kid? Should I tell him he's got a kid? And maybe he thinks about that in the show. And clearly he's not going to tell him. Like we, We know that already. But I wonder if Yoda or Qui-Gon might be, that's when they show up and be like, hey, Obi-Wan, shh. Shut up. <laughs> Keep a lid on it. Don't tell him a thing. Don't say the word Luke. Don't say, don't talk about kids. Don't nothing. Shut up. Yeah. That has to be brought up in at some regard. Like it has to be teased possibly to Vader, but at the same time, like you've read all the comics, Kyle, you know, so if Vader can't find out about the kids, like the kids obviously need to be at stake, possibly even Leia, you know, if, if he travels off world, how do you know he's not going to protect Leia? You know what I mean? Something like that. Like it should involve both twins. Technically he should be, you know, his, he was tasked with Luke, I guess, but Bale with, with Leia, but Bale may need a hand. I don't know. But either way, the fact that, you know, the comics kind of, and the movies also lead us to believe that Vader only finds out about his children after the fact, like in the movies. Right. So if they come up beforehand, well, the, the, the official this, thing now, canonically, weird. Vader finds out about his son in the comics. That's it, but that's in between A New Hope and New Hope and Yeah. So that's canon now, right? Like Yep. So let's let's hope they they stick the story group sticks to those guns. Oh, they have to yeah, they I mean they have to stick that. They 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 I don't think they could Well they have to. Yeah, like an entire arc was spent, like, you know, uh Boba Fett doing some digging for Vader and finding out that Luke Skywalker lived on Tatooine and Luke and Vader figures out the rest. They, they're not going to, there's certain comics that they don't mind overwriting even books or sections of books that they don't mind sort of overwriting. That's something I don't think they touch. I think they just go with that and use it, use it to their advantage. So 
but I wonder, like, if if Obi Wan will consider at some point in the series going, ah, geez, like I, the we're, we're we're desperate here. I'm all alone. I can't do this. I wonder if this is. I never tried. For, I never tried to get Anakin back, and maybe that's the guilt he's carrying. And maybe he feels like I can make a pitch. I can I can bring Vader back if I tell him he's got a son. Yeah, I kind of like where Oof, that could be crazy. That, that, that... That seems like more Kigo than you, but you know. No, I. You can ask Kigo. He'll he'll screenshot the conversation. I, I put that out there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I do think that uh, there will be a different sort of spin to this show than I think we're we're expecting. You know, we're not. You know, it won't be insane. But I, you know, again, if we're just thinking of a very linear, narrow scoped show, I think we're we're going to get something different. That we're going to go, oh my God, I didn't see that th- this coming. Anyway, let's uh, let's go on to the next picture. We've got uh, Vader in his throne. This looks like his, he must be on Mustafar here, right? Looks like it. Yeah. Just, that would be actually be really cool if we get to visit that sanctuary that we really need. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, that's two pieces of concept art that look like they could be Mustafar. The duel and Vader in his, in his easy, his lazy boy here. I would, uh, I'd be down for, for, you know, in for the, the duel to be inside Vader's castle would be just out of this world. Hey, well, it makes sense. You know, you really don't think they're, well, yeah. I mean, the lava thing, like you had said, Kyle, I don't know. It's, it, I, you know, I wouldn't put money on it, but it would be cool. Hey, it would make sense too. If, you know, if Obi-Wan's looking for him or finally like is invited there or whatever it is for it to end where it begins or not even really end but have a middle point yeah yeah could be cool i I would be down for that and for the viewer we'll say that then there's um kenobi on his eop looking kind of dusty there Corey. yeah yeah a lot lot dusty i guess that's 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 the only really like shot i feel like that we've truly got from this thing you know Kinda, yeah. But I like to look. I like the look. The other ones, even even the Vader one, it, I'm not sold on it. You know what I mean? Like the the outdoor images. I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, technically, like, I mean, it, I could have done a little further digging, and I didn't hear anyone bring it up. But I'm like, this could be like images from another movie. Like, and there was they spliced in a lot of images from like Revenge of the Sith and blah blah blah. Like, I was like, that's so lame. It was, it, it, that, that, that does irk me the fact that this thing was shown to investors a year ago and that they've it's in the can now and that they really could have uh, granted it's the, the teaser trailer is not in their plans at the moment but they could have amped this sizzle reel up in particular maybe just a oh, touch more a little more salt and pepper just are you kidding me they could have done away with concept art and substituted in probably at this point finished shots of something you can't Sell me otherwise. They could have done. They've. They could have improved upon this. They could have beefed it up, flashed it out a bit more instead of just taking an old file and just replaying it. I don't want to go back there, Corey. I don't want to get all salty again. They remastered it. Hey, THX. Going back to the picture of Vader in his throne. He looks kind of relaxed in that chair. He's never relaxed. He's not allowed to be. I know, but he does look kind of relaxed to me. Like he's, you know, it's almost like he's, you know, watching TV. 
<laughs> Maybe he's tuning into the latest uh, Boonta Eve classic on Tatooine. He's watching old old footage of him and Padme. Oh, geez, that would set him off. But yeah, no, I, you know, obviously he's probably talking to either Palpatine or an Inquisitor or Royal Guard or I don't know, whatever. Talking to anybody, but he looks kind of chill to me there. He doesn't seem too concerned. All I, all he needed to do was just cross his legs, and I'd be like, wait a minute, this guy's like. If you could see on the other side of the throne, he'd probably have his... He'd be elbow deep in a bag of Doritos. Uh, all right. So then then there's Kenobi and his Eopi. And I guess, yeah, tough life on Tatooine. you got to get around somehow. Do you think people on Tatooine shower? Yeah, I guess water is kind of a commodity, but they figured something out. You think? Like, you got they got to scrape for every bit of water. Like, do they get to have a luxury like bathing? Yeah, I don't think it's anything like we the bathing in the sense that we know. But Luke looked pretty clean. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't look too dirty, did he? And he was a moisture farmer in particular. He's like, we got all the water. Well, you think if, if Luke's not having showers on the regular, nobody is. <laughs> no. I don't know. I would, I would, hmm. I, I, I don't think that uh, they're having showers that often. They might have like a wash basin and they have to keep that water. <laughs> they got to wash themselves over with the same bucket of water, which is gross, but I don't know. Uh, and do you, Here's a big question. The big burning question coming out of all this concept art, Corey. Do you think that's the same EOP that he was writing at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith? Uh, I can't remember now. You know, when he gives Luke to, uh, to uh, Baru? Well, I would think so. You'd think so? I would think so. Why I would not? expect these creatures to have, uh, you know, a longer life, you know, quite a good life expectancy. Worse. I would think so. And So that if that's the same Eopi, then that has to mean that Kenobi has the means to provide for for a creature like that. You know, oh, he definitely, he has quite a nice crib. Come on. He did all right for himself with no re- retirement plan. No money, no retirement, no down payment money. No, nothing to barter with. I mean, he's got a mind trick that maybe, exactly. that, that's, maybe that's, that's enough. Is, is, you will give me. <laughs> you will give me everything you own and <laughs> hit the bricks. <laughs> Just walk off the edge of the cliff. Don't, don't speak about this. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Where does he come up with a, with money to feed an Eop and an Eopi? Or is it like a it like a Bixie or a Hertz rent a car? You just go. You got to go into town and rent a Neopi. Well, you know the thing that always kind of irked me too about the whole thing. I mean, granted, you didn't use Obi Wan, but you still kept Kenobi, and he couldn't even be bothered to change Luke's name. Like, is Skywalker that common in the galaxy? Is Kenobi that common? You know, is it like Smith and Johnson or something? Like, dude, you're taking a big risk, man. Especially by going back to Tatooine as well. Like, you know, Vader catches wind like, hey, there's two people on Tatooine named Kenobi and Skywalker. Isn't that kind of funny, boss? And I wonder if it plays out like that. (laughs) I do wonder (laughs) if it plays out like that in the show. Um, Well, (laughs) because like the next piece of concept art is what looks like an Inquisitor landing on a planet that looks very much like Tatooine. And... Maybe it plays out just like that. Something, I don't know what an Inquisitor would come to Tatooine for in the first place, unless he, you know, he caught wind of something. 
and he shows up and he's like, Kenobi is here. Oh my God. And a Skywalker too. I got to tell Darth. He's going to love this. <laughs> Maybe that's where it comes from. And I, what, oh what would you say? What, uh, okay. What if I, I don't think they're going to go this road to be honest, but what if Luke, a young Luke came somehow with him on this adventure. And at the end of it all, like you gave him like a mind wipe. Like you can never remember what transpired today. Oh God. Uh, I don't want young Luke to be in this beyond like rebel uh, style Four pixel pixel image running in the ideally. Yes. But I accept that they're probably going to do a bit more than that. Maybe give him a couple lines, but I don't want him to be like tugging on old Ben's coat. Can I come with you? Let me, and oh, fine. I'll watch you for the day. It'll be fun. Let's go. And then they get into trouble. I kind of don't want that. Yeah, because he 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 doesn't. He's only seemed to have heard of him, you know. Because th- then then it's Mando and Grogu, like the the young semi helpless creature is is caught in a mess. Yeah, exactly. And it feels like that's why I think Kenobi was delayed, right? It was supposed to probably have already been out because it went to rewrites, big time rewrites, because it's from what we heard it was feeling a bit too much like Mando with Kenobi having to protect Luke. So they needed a bit of a different approach. Bring Vader in. But yeah, it looks like, it looks like an inquisitor is going to get really close. I mean, that's an inquisitor. I mean, that's unmistakable Tatooine architecture, right? Yeah, definitely. Those little domes, like forget about it. That's Tatooine. So they're going to get, really close and I'd love to find out how and like how did what led them there and what happens when the inquisitor if the inquisitor gets off Tatooine does he that's and that's the thing right that that in this scene assuming this particular concept art makes it to the movie and the inquisitor can't get off Tatooine and get a like radio to the empire I found him he's here like that can't happen like it, yeah. seems, it seems like Kenobi's going to go to Vader as opposed to Vader to Kenobi. Or Vader trying to piece together the mystery of why the Inquisitor never came back. Yeah, like Kenobi has to go and cover his tracks and, and draw the scent away from Tatooine. Uh, and then lastly, we've got this cool looking place. It looks like an Imperial facility. It's, it's just full of stormtroopers and it's dark and it's gloomy and it looks like something out of Rise of Skywalker with all the greenish blue. But I, I dig the look of this place. I don't know what it is. I have no clue what this place is, but I, I, I dig the look and the mood of it. Yeah, it's definitely, you're just trying to get Imperial vibes. But like usually Imperial vibes are like bright and, and you know, stark white lighting and, you know, like fluorescent lighting with like the gleaming metal surfaces and floors. And you only get really one, one side of that equation in this image. So I, like, what is this facility? Is it like the empire's taken over whatever this place is? It's another cloning facility. Yeah. And like the, the exterior looks like stone, like inclined stones. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it look, it's, it's fascinating to me. 
I, I love the look of this place. So hopefully that shows up in the show as well. But I have you no... You know what? I, I really hope for this show that it's not just those simple... The tenants that we're speaking of, you know, all these kind of elaborate yet kind of low-hanging storylines to fill out this story for, for Kenobi, right? Like, I hope we really do get some kind of revelation along the way or, like, some kind of, like, force revelation or character revelation or building on something else that for a possible future, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think, I hope there's more to it than just this battle and whatnot. There has to be. They spent so much time writing it and they have so much talent. There has to be more to the show. Absolutely has to be. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, <laughs> that was it. Corey, that was really all the new stuff that we got and it wasn't even new. <laughs> new. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so let's uh, quickly le let's leave that behind. Hopefully, in a week from now, we've got more to report on that front. Uh, but uh, more happenings for for big screen projects, Corey. It's it's wild times, man. I I don't There's know. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on. We that's what I kind of said last week too, man. It's like you know they just keep throwing stuff out there, at, and it's like they keep like you know saying this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. And it's like either in reality, some cases it's never actually happened or it's completely off the docket now. And that's kind of a scary premise to me, you know, or just a scary thought in general. Yeah. I mean, I've been nervous about the big screen story for a while now with, with star Wars, but uh, I don't know. It feels like it's coming to a head where we're going to start getting some, some clarifications, but just to recap in case people are new or haven't been paying too much attention or just need a refresher on what happened or what's been going on, I'll, I'll try to recap as best I can. Um, try to stay with me. I'll try not to lose anybody. So last week, we had talked about the reports about like this, this unfolding chaos behind the scenes as uh, projects were getting delayed and fast-tracked, um, and, and big screen leaks uh, reported that an unannounced, unreported, unknown Star Wars movie <laughs> was going to take the place of Rogue Squadron, which was supposed to be December 2023. And then Rogue Squadron would get bumped down the line. And then Star Wars Newsnet and Cinelinx fed that fire. Uh, and they reported that uh, that they'd heard the new movie was going to be an Old Republic movie. And then on the Monday, Hollywood Reporter confirmed that uh, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron has been delayed indefinitely due to scheduling conflicts. So uh, stopping right there, Corey, now that it's been delayed indefinitely for scheduling conflicts, which you knew this movie was happening, did you roll your eyes? Because there was a lot of sort of like... You're, sure, you're damn right I did, man. Because again, it just touches back again what we were just literally talking about. What we talked about last week too with just, you know... They have these investors calls. Here's what we're doing, guys. And it just, it doesn't ever seem to come to fruition. You know what I mean? Like things are constantly in flux here. And it's, it's really a shame. And I should have known better when you think of Patty Jenkins in the sense that she had that, uh, what, she has Cleopatra coming. For sure, she's going to do Wonder Woman 3 uh, or HBO stuff in the, in the interim. You know, like it seemed ambitious. But the thing is, the real kicker for me is the way they pumped up and amped up rogue squadron the way they played it out they did a whole trailer for her you know like on, on a her tarmac. naval yeah tarmac uh the suit 
like the planes flew over like come on now like something's got to give man like this seemed really this seemed like their interim project where they can kind of go ahead and get possibly the bigger storylines together you know this is a bit of like a an uh what do you call it an anthology story if you want sure right like it's an in-betweener it's it's could be confined isolated little story you know in the star wars universe whereas some of the other projects they have in the hopper can be more uh connective to a bigger story or trilogies and whatnot so uh it again it doesn't surprise me but again it's it's really a, a bit of a disappointment I was looking forward to Rogue Squadron personally, but uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's moved to a point in the future that we just don't know. And and I had well, a different idea at one point. What? Oh, go ahead. All right, go on. No, I was going to say, like, when I heard about Cleopatra, I'm like, that's so odd. Like, why are you hyping up Cleopatra? Like, this should be, if it's coming out in 2023, like, she's got to start working on it now. <laughs> well, they were supposed to start shooting Rogue Squadron, uh, like, early 2022. But what I think this, the story is that they were really, they were, again, stop me if you've heard this before in Star Wars, reworking the script to make sure it was completely, it was 100% accurate and right. And so the rewrites were taking too long. And so it was obvious that they were not going to be able to shoot in, in their original slot. So that bumped the movie. From, like from Lucasfilm's standpoint, they're like, okay, we can't make 2023 with this movie. Hey, Patty. Can we bump this? And she's like, nope, got Cleopatra, got Wonder Woman 3. Okay, we'll revisit this when you're done those. So this is like off the table for years. Um, Yeah, I agree. And that's the scary part, you know? It's just like, we just don't even know. It could be one of those things that, you know what? We're not doing it anymore. Oh, for sure. This thing could get shelved and we'll never see it. If, you know, if something else hits in Star Wars and they decide to run with that ball instead, we may never see this movie. And that would be an absolute shame because to me, I mean, well, whatever. Like it's, I, I love X-Wings. I would have loved to have seen a movie about X-Wings kicking ass. And you know what I feel like? I feel like they're almost trying to play off the hype of Top Gun 2 in a way. Like you yeah, like what hype? Top Gun? What hype? You like planes on Earth? Let's talk about planes in space. <laughs> I, I love the, the concept, you know, Whatever. And what you know what? If they find something better in Star Wars, okay, fine. This Rogue Squadron will be this thing that could have been. But if as long as they keep feeding us good stuff, whatever. I'll, I'll be fine. But it's just, again, this thing of like, ugh, really? We're bumping this down the road now too? And, you know, we just crossed the four-year anniversary of, of Ryan Johnson, the announcement that he was getting his movie. Still radio silence on that. It's like, wow, wowie, wow, guys, this is this is crazy. Like my head is spinning. This and it, it's all so bizarre. What a and part of it is we're not supposed to know any of this stuff, and we don't understand this stuff. Like we're not in the movie business. This could be completely normal, where things fall apart like this all the time. It's just that it's Star Wars, and there's so many prying eyes that. No, it's just that in Star Wars, this happened repeatedly at this point. Like, name one Marvel project that you've really heard, like, fall to the wayside. What they had, uh, was the uh, Ant-Man was supposed to be Edgar Wright. That okay, kind of, yeah. But they still yeah, swapped that, out directors and got that, and it's still, you know, it's moving on to its uh, part three. You know, they, they, they fixed that quick. They didn't just say, well, I guess we're not doing Ant-Man now. 
put it on the shelf. Like they they needed to fix it. They needed Ant Man. It was a key piece of the Infinity Saga at the other at the end. They fixed it, and they made it work amidst the, all the other stuff they had going. Like Star Wars doesn't really do that. They they don't seem to be able to fix the problem and immediately keep plowing ahead. It's like okay, we're not doing it. All right, wrap it up, put it on the shelf, and it's going to go away. But um, okay, so for, and it, like I said, it was reported that an, an old Republic movie was going to take the place of of the Rogue Squadron movie, which kind of lined up with some things that we'd heard a couple of years ago. But now it sounds like <laughs> it's okay. Hold on, before we get to that, because I you know. I don't want. I might get dangerously close to ranting again, but I'm gonna hold back because I have to think that if anything, out of D23, which is in a few days from now, they will clarify this. Right? Am I just being overly hopeful here? Yeah, well, probably. You know, I didn't right? know it was D23, but uh, yeah, now that you now that you've said that at the beginning of the show, it kind of put a little more hope in my uh you know like after everything that happened what we were just talking about like with uh, the Dis- disney plus thing like yeah like hopefully this is the reason you know hopefully we get a little more well and that's it like this story it's it's all but confirmed that that rogue squadron is bumped they didn't talk about it in the investors call i thought maybe they might say yeah that movie's been sort of delayed but if they did yeah, you think not- that might be a thing for the investors to know it eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> about that movie we told you about last year during the investors call. It's not happening. Moving on. Uh... And I, the thing is they wouldn't mention it unless they had a thing to replace it. And so maybe they weren't quite ready to announce the replacement, but a good God with D23, I hope they've got their ducks in a row that they coming at it to this event that they can say, because I'm not going to stay silent. Right. I mean, God, God, please. Like, because the, the longer the longer that they le- let this linger, the longer the narrative that they don't know what they're doing. Kathleen Kennedy's terrible at her job. They're disorganized. She has no idea. Like, there's a lot of grifting YouTubers out there who thrive on this, and they have massive followings. A lot of people parrot the stuff that these people say. If so, Lucas, they need to get out in front of this. They need to clear this up. I agree with you, man. They they can't just sit on this until they, they got to seem like they got to make it seem like they know. Hey, we're, we know exactly what we're doing. Like they got to calm the waters. They, they, you're right. They need to come out and say, movie making is messy, but we got this. Yes, Rogue Squadron is delayed, but check this out. We have this in its place, and I know. I, again, I know that a brand wants to do things on their own watch, but you got to be able to adjust. And, you know, the, the news got out. The narrative is taking course again. You have to get out there and say, this movie's delayed, but we're replacing it. So you're not actually missing out on anything because we're still going to hit that 2023 Christmas date, except instead of Rogue Squadron, it's going to be this. And now the, the new re- latest report is that it's not an old Republic movie, Corey. It's a High Republic movie. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And so like, uh, uh, that report... I was I, not expecting that. I don't know if I wrote down the source for that, but... Mm, 
What a what a cock up that was for me. <laughs> oh well, I can't can't get them all right. Been, I think it may have been uh, Star Wars Newsnet again. Who again? I still have a lot of faith in. Uh, there's, I think there it was them that said High Republic movie, not Old Republic. So, for you personally, is that as desirable? Is it less desirable? I don't know. Like, there's definitely different different ways to look at it. I mean, definitely some people have more of a firmer opinion than myself. I'm just happy to get more Star Wars content, to be honest. Um, Anything in that era, like anything in the past, I've always kind of been interested in. I've always wanted to delve a little more into the past past so we can get even more further insight into the past. 250 years seems a little close, but it also seems more reasonable and in line with current plans that Disney has for like the acolyte and things like that. You know what I mean? Like they, they can start really connecting at least this 250 year time frame together now. You know what I mean? If they want to go back afterward, they can and they will. But uh, I, I personally was hoping to get a little more uh, ancient Star Wars stuff, a little more ancient Jedi Sith dynamic. But I get why this would work probably a little better in the sense of you know the whole building connectivity and stuff like that like it makes more sense you know with the comics coming out now people getting into these characters and the storylines and whatnot yeah for sure and for me like it, it doesn't change much for me like i you know if, if again if you believe these sources there's projects for both anyway like old republic and high republic movies are, are or on-screen projects are both in the works so fine, I you know, I think it's inevitable that we'll, we'll get all of that anyway. And for me, like, uh, you know, I, I'm reading quite a bit of High Republic content, so I, I have more of a connection and attachment to those characters. And I, you know, I I still think there's a bigger pitfall with Old Republic stuff because because of the the hardcore fans who won't accept any deviations from the original source material. So I'm okay with High Republic if they want to do that movie, great. My concern, and I put this in the, in the group at, at the time, me and Nathan were talking about it, is, you know, the, the five authors, the main authors who are doing this era and doing a great job of it, what happens to them if, if suddenly a movie sort of barges in on their publishing initiative? Like, that steamrolls everything. Yeah, but it could be a part of the grander picture from the from the beginning as well, right? Like... Hey, you're, what you guys are setting up is the next set of movies or an eventual set of movies, which I think they, if they're doing both old and new Republic, then I would think with when the writers started collaborating it and the hype around creating this era, the way the writers were talking, it was quite a big thing, man. They, they could have been establishing or they are currently establishing that, that, that whole framework. You know what I mean? So, you know, th- th- I think they probably to some degree we're maybe letting the loop somewhat in the sense that you know this stuff is some of these characters and this, this time period is eventually going to go up on film so you know mind your <laughs> mind your stuff you know yeah like I, just, the cues. I, I just hope that these these authors would be you know a, a big piece of the of that movie making process at least in the writing and the conception of the story i wouldn't want that like lucasfilm to be like let's do a whole a high republic movie but we're doing books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up over there. Publishers. Like, wait, wait, wait. We had Ryan Johnson read the entire series. Uh. <laughs> He's not answering my calls, by the way. 
Ooh. Yeah, no yeah I think it's because of Carlos. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, you know, I wonder if, if that if this movie, if, you know, potential movie, does it pick up the characters from the books? Like, does it make them real in live action or does it tell sort of a side story? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, or like you said, maybe I wonder if this High Republic movie could set up the books even. Like it could go back a little further and then lead into the book period, which eh, that doesn't excite me too much. Do you think they do a direct like adaptation? Yeah. God, of no. Some, Please, no. You know, Ugh. I never want to see that in Star Wars. I think like Starlight Beacon getting destroyed. I have a feeling that's going to happen pretty soon in the books. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like that that's a pretty cataclysmic event, so it's like yeah. They got to if you're going to make a, a movie, you got to have some some dire stakes, you know? I mean, yeah, for sure. It's, I I just hate the the doubling up of resources, right? Like you, you told the story in the books, it was well done. I why why go and now take that same story and just put it on screen? It's well, if, you, if you're going to do that era, there has to, like, this, the stakes have to be there. If you're going to use some of the same characters and whatnot, like, you're going to have to evolve over the Nihil or Nile, whatever you want to call the them. Nile. Yeah, so there's got to be something further at stake, I would think. Well, and that's why I think they would move away from what the books are doing. Like, maybe the, the movie would lead into the Acolyte, or the Acolyte would lead into the movie. I would see those two more being really connected at the hip rather than the books. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm down with it. High Republic. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm afraid that, you know, they're, the movie itself would have to be like the insemination of evil kind of, you know what I mean? In the long run. Yeah. I mean, we're all kind of thinking that this all leads to, you know, like maybe the Sith the are Sith, behind like, it all anyway. And it, it sort of sets up, they're worming their way into the Republic and it was them all yeah. along. That's it. Like a demilitarized galaxy. And they're like, Oh no, you need military. Like just change the whole mindset. Well, yeah. You know? And that's the galaxy is demilitarized at this point. I know that's it. And there's one Senator who is pushing for, for an organized galactic, uh, you know, Navy military kind of thing. And there, he hasn't gotten much support yet. And that's just, it. we know that changes eventually. Eventually there will be a, uh, an army, but that doesn't happen until Palpatine does it, right? The Grand Army of the Republic. And that's, that's uh, until that point, there's no, at least that w- what we know of. They could do like, like in the Kenobi series and shoehorn in a military that <laughs> pops up and then goes away before, before Phantom Menace. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the, the, the downside for me is that they're putting a movie into an era that is being completely and serviced really well in print. Like it's, so there's it's, gotta be a, a point. Uh, he, like, like the story, the story of the high Republic era is being told in print. Unless it's still, you know, the movie is still high Republic, but you know, years and years and years away from the books. So it's or still technically within that, that era, era but, with, different characters different stakes different story i would i would 
I would hate for them to say like, oh th- no, this movie runs concurrent with the books, and it's a to- it's an entirely new set of characters. That would be it's... lame because the characters in the books are the big name characters of the era. All the Jedi Masters, the Council members, they're all in these books. The ca- the Chancellor is in the books heavily. It's gonna be S- Starlight Beacon two. I don't know. Uh, and well, and the thing is, like High Republic, Old Republic, whichever. You may have said it before, but they're clearly movies that they're. I think they're better off as a series of films rather than a one-off. And like nothing says that they, there can't be more if it succeeds. But yeah, no, I just I, I have I have questions, lots of questions. And it's still, you know, and, until. D23 comes and goes, and hopefully, good God, please, uh, to everything holy above, <laughs> please clarify some of this. Yeah, please. We got you. And if not, just subdue us with videos footage. <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, I think fans are starting to get a little bit prickly to the point where, yeah, maybe if they throw us a teaser for Andor next week and Kenobi, and they're like, oh, this is all the stuff you should have got last week. We're gonna giving it to you now. I think we'll be happy for a little bit. And then we're like, yeah, but okay, well, what about the movies now? I think fans are starting to get a little bit prickly about the grand plan. Because that, to me, is the big thing that's missing. Yes, you got Disney+. Plus. You're killing it. Killing it. The stories that you're telling there, if, if Mandalorian is any indication, the stuff that we're going to get is going to be fantastic. But, like Disney, I think Bob Iger said it himself, they still see themselves as like, a cinematic movie going experience company. They love that experience. So where is it? We we know that you want to take time away from uh, the the big screen after rise of Skywalker to reset and and figure it out. But it's been two years and all we've gotten notice of is a movie that was put on the slate and then kicked off the slate. And the other, uh, the only other thing we're, we're relatively sure of is that, the 2023 the 2023 Christmas movie slot Lucasfilm still has it so they're still intending to put a movie out and they eventually they got to tell us what that is and that's 2 years from now so they got to clear it up they got to tell us something and i really hope that when we get back here together next week that we have that news and we can start to to celebrate and and get excited about what's to come like they really got to put a stamp and put their flag in the ground and say, this is our vision for the future of the big screen. Got to do it. It's it's taken too long. Celebration six months away. I'm sure they want to do a huge thing for that. Can they wait that long? I don't know. But I'm done talking for this week, Corey. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, man. I'm done. And you know what? We're not doing the social media thing. We're not, we're not signing off like we normally do. So I'm just going to tell Stop everybody. rules with a Z. Well, <laughs> waste of time. He's not going to answer you. Um, DM me. Again, the Facebook group, we invite you to come join. That is always a lot of fun. Even when we're salty, it's still fun because we still find ways to laugh about it all. Because at the I end of the day, Star Wars. at the end of the day, if anybody's still listening, saying, what are these 40-somethings crying about kids' movies for? At the, I haven't lost a moment sleep about this. Yeah, I haven't cried. In the, in the context of uh, of being a fan, 
this is ups- like what we talked about today is upsetting. In the context of my life, it's small potatoes. Like I'm not going to get overly upset, but as a fan, I'm super annoyed with Lucasfilm right now. We and deserve. <laughs> deserve has nothing to do with it. It's, I know. I'm joking, you turd. It's just that, you know, they, not that they even promised, but in, in a way they did. You won't regret it. They said that. And I do regret sort of giving some undivided attention to Disney Plus Day because it was super frustrating. So they, they do need to do right by the fans and start shedding some light. Because as a, as a franchise, they, they got to stop taking their place for granted. Stop taking their fans for granted. And and make these plans real. Let us see what you... Put your cards on the table. And let's, let's, let's get going here. Because this is getting tiresome. But uh, yeah, anyway, signing off. Uh, thank you all for listening. Check us out in that Tumbling Saber Facebook group. And uh, otherwise, please, if you enjoyed the podcast... Share it with your friends. If, if some of, of the rants sort of uh, spoke to you, please share it. <laughs> and uh, that's going to do it, folks. Um, hopefully next week we have we have more stuff to talk about, the good stuff that we can talk about and have a lot of fun with. But until then, everybody, have yourselves a great week and may the Force be with you. Sitting here for hours Looking at that child Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see